Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Wonder Park, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Alex Bonilla. Hello. And Potter. Hello. Yes, as mentioned, we are discussing the recently released 2019 film Wonder Park. Uh, you can find more information about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com or subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, I guess we're getting into Wonder Park spoilers, so make sure you've seen uh, this movie. Uh, and uh, I don't know, let's let's hop right into it here. Alex, what are your initial takes on Wonder Park? Well, to be honest, I'm... When I went into this, I was more excited about the story around the production of Wonder Park because it's it's so weird, right? Like, it's initially announced as as far back as 2014 that this movie exists in some capacity. It originally has the title just Amusement Park, which is the worst title in history for a movie, the most boring title ever. Then the director gets kicked off in 2018, Dylan Brown. He was a, an animator for Pixar. He had worked on The Incredibles and Finding Nemo. This was his first director gig. And he got kicked off for for uh, sexual misconduct allegations. But by that point, the movie had already been finished almost entirely. And it seems that no one ever got a, a directing credit, which is very weird. Like even recent situations like Bohemian Rhapsody, where you got like Brian Singer getting kicked off. And the, at least somebody steps in in name to take the credit. But like here, no one did. But so it just exists as a movie. And it is here today. And... Yeah, it's it's a movie that does it exists. I mean, like it feels, I, it feels like it doesn't have a director. Like you can definitely <laughs> get that feeling from watching it. I guess. I mean, to me at least, it feels like any run of the mill, low tier animated uh, movie that, like, when people say, "Oh, animation is for kids," those are kids' movies. Like, this is the kind of movie they're thinking I, about. Like a movie that really has nothing to say. That is kind of just meandering from like idea to idea with like a very vague connection. And like when scene, there are like scenes inserted that feel like, hey, this is going to be fun for kids to watch, even if it has nothing to do with what you've set up up to that point. But like because it's colorful and there's like visual gags, you really want to get in and they just stick into the movie. So it, it I, I get what you mean by like it feeling directorless, but also I think that that's just endemic of these kinds of movies. I don't know. Like I've seen a lot of like younger audience like like pointed animated movies. This one feels especially directionless. Like there are points in this movie where we go from scene to scene where there's no clear like relevance between the scenes we just jump between. And then on top of that, like it's not just not trying to say anything. The thing it's trying to say is so poorly done that it comes off as just really really offensive at some points to me personally yeah well i, I guess we, we should talk about that because like the one thing it's trying to say i i, I guess we got we gotta do like a brief synopsis here but like basically oh, it's it's not like a young girl and her mom and they have this thing together where they like do an imaginary play of an amusement well, park before you go there before you go there can yeah. we just mention that this movie is called wonder park correct right, alex right yeah uh one of the first things you see in this movie is an amusement park right. named wonderland that is the name of the amusement park through the entire movie and multiple people talk to each other and say 
you are the wonder in Wonderland. And I, it feels so stupid. Like, at that point, why did you change the name of the movie from Amusement Park if Wonder Park has nothing to do with the, like, actual movie? It makes me wonder, like, was it always Wonder Park? Or, like, did did they just, like, call it Amusement Park to fit with the original title, <laughs> Amusement Park? Or, like, what was even... I don't know. Like, where, where, it, where, did that, where did that disconnect happen is the real question. It almost feels like somebody on the animation team accidentally wrote Wonderland, and they're like, eh, it's not worth fixing. <laughs> but, yeah, so they, they do this whole, like, they, they, they dump you into the imaginary world, so it's like, hey, happy joy, there's, like, talking animals. By the way, this is a talking animal movie, if oh you to know. Uh, and we will get to those animal characters and the uh, the death that they display. Uh, we'll probably talk about that. Oh my god! But, um, I, I, I'm almost offended by you call, saying depth and these animals in the same breath. Oh, we, we are going to dig into their psyches. Don't you worry. But actually, our main character June. Her name is June. This is a little girl. Uh, she's having fun and all, but then like slowly, her mom gets sick. She's like in- coughing up, and the, the the screen gets dark. It's a real up situation. <laughs> Except and there's even a mus- it's a musical montage too. Oh man, yeah. Like what? What? How would you describe the song that's like playing? But, like, it's almost upbeat at first, and then this song goes into like a bridge, and the mom gets sick. Like it's actually kind of like a fun. Uh, like they're building like toy models and stuff at a point, and then at one point, like the mom is just like has a scarf on. And she answers the phone and drops the phone. And that's supposed to be our cue that she's sick. Well, and also, like, right before, there's, like, a scene of her coughing, but, like, to the side of the screen. <laughs> so, like, you can barely yeah, notice. Yeah, it's not really the focus. And it's, like, <laughs> looks like it's cold out. So you're, like, oh, it's just cold out. Maybe she's coughing because it's cold. Like, it's not very cleanly done in any way. Right. <laughs> but, like, in any case, like, we, we, we start off having, but then we have, like, this, this scene where it's, like, puts us to a raging halt, like, okay, whoa, we're getting serious here. And uh, mom has to go to the hospital, to, or, like, the go away, quote, <laughs> to get better. And For uh, a long time, unquote. Yeah, and uh, June gets depressed. She doesn't really want to hang out with her friends anymore. She, she takes down her, 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 her wonder park stuff no no no. her wonderland get it right uh, sure uh, i i refuse to follow the naming conventions of this movie <laughs> if, you, if the you, movie you is refuse. called wonder park i'm gonna call them wonder park <laughs> stuff okay fine uh but yeah so so that that happens she's kind of depressed and all and she like runs off into the forest because she's this some some things. She her dad gets sends her off to math camp and she runs away from that. And she ends up in this fantasy park, right? That is all of a sudden like her wonder park come to life. But it's being attacked by a darkness, a giant purple cloud. And oh my god. As you get deeper into the movie, you figure out. Uh, I, I think Andy, you figured this out a lot quicker than I did. I think right? I figured it out almost immediately. Yeah, you figured it out immediately, and I like halfway through the movie, I was like, "Oh, the darkness is her depression." And, and just so you listeners know, Alex literally said this out loud. I heard him say it. Like he. Oh, yeah, I guess we life. forgot the context. We actually watched this movie together. Like in a, in a movie we we later. went to a showing together, and it was. 
an experience. The the final day it was in theaters in that area. I, I don't know if it still exists anywhere, but like, I, yeah. I, good luck, listeners, watching this movie. Yeah, go go find it in uh, le- legal places that I'm sure it exists. And, but, and uh, if you've already seen it, condolences, because <laughs> you've seen this movie and you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, how do you feel? Oh, I get just quickly, like, because we're focusing on this part, since I think this part is the part of the movie is like the only one that merits like deeper discussion here. So basically yeah. what happens is that the darkness is consuming the park, which represents like her and her mom's well, like imaginary time together, right? Yeah. Can can we talk about this intro part before we get to the park first? Like, can we just talk about a little bit more about that? Because there's oh, some okay. other stuff. Because okay. there's some stuff I want to dig into here that. Is interesting, I guess, is a word for it. Um, I, I, I will give this film the due it deserves because I will say this. Um, the main character is a girl. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the friend is her best friend who's in love with her is not white. He's Indian. And there's more than one non-white person in this movie. Yeah. That's great. Uh, that's pretty much the end of my compliments for this movie. <laughs> uh, after that, it's just... Like there's like because you you skipped over one part here of the, of the lore of this movie because this imaginary world that exists this wonder park right. I, I I agree with you I'm gonna I can't say Wonderland <laughs> Wonder Park um the way it works is that all the animals in the park are like and are like real life animal versions of June's toys and one of them Peanut a chimpanzee uh has this mark has this like magical marker that lets him make any ride he wants out of thin air, but he can only do it when June whispers into his ear or, or sorry, June's well, it, mom. Initially June's his, mom. Yeah. Yeah. It whispers into his ear uh, up uh, an idea from June. So the thing is that this park is literally being made by June through her mother. And there's this idea that June can't do it anymore because she's too depressed. She can't do it. Cause it reminds her of her mom. And that's, an interesting idea in any other movie, but it's so poorly done in this movie that it's played off as a joke where she's like taking care of her dad. Like he's also like her, uh, his mother, like they, they take this like actual traumatic thing and make it a joke, which makes it like really tonally dissonant. And it makes me really uncomfortable to watch this happen, to watch like this actual traumatic thing happen to this little girl and her going like, Hey dad, did you did you eat your breakfast? You can take care of yourself. And like typing on a laptop about like stocks and stuff. Yeah. And it and it, it kind of made me uncomfortable. I don't know if it made you uncomfortable in any way. Well, I think that I, I get the intention of it because the intention yeah, no. is is like, hey, I, like you feel terrible, so you're trying to distract yourself by giving yourself to other people, and like yeah. that in itself is an idea worth exploring. But like, uh, obviously, in the environment of this movie, it just it, it feels it feels weird, especially because it's contributing to the infantilization of fatherhood as displayed in many of these kind of kids movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't believe in the dad. He's just like a, a guy who can't do anything by himself without his wife. So yeah, 
So I, even though I think the movie explains, like, no, this is all in the kid's imagination. The dad can handle himself yeah. just fine. But, like, still, the the fantasy sequences of, of it in her head are contributing to that. And so that's, I think, part of why what makes it feel weird, like, that we're leaning on the girl having these old norms as, like, justification for treating her dad this yeah. way. But and, and that... Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and uh, one thing about her, the depiction of her sadness that I also enjoy is that there's a scene where her, uh, where the dad uh, has invited aunt and uncle to show up and aunt and uncle are like, Hey, do you love the, this wonder park stuff? And like, she's like becoming heartbroken because she can't control her, her like memories coming up and like, she wants to like, quote, move on. And like, these people are like pushing her to like remember the these uh these moments that she's just not prepared to do and she like throws everything into the fire and she like runs away and cries like actually that's a sequence that like i think that's the closest sequence that works emotionally for me yeah i think that that's actually treated with the seriousness that it deserves in terms of like hey this is a very relatable thing where like people who don't know you as well show up and they mean well but they don't they don't have a handle on like what you are able to emotionally handle and that can that can break you in a certain moment so i i i i do agree there there is there are bits and pieces here that are worth like praising yeah but the thing is any praise you can say about it is almost like immediately like cut off at the knees by the movie itself because it doesn't follow through in any way and almost makes the point worse because because of the ending that like the stuff that occurs later Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like there's no explanation or um x like i'm sorry extrapolation on this like we get this and it's infantilized further into the movie and also there's this whole sequence where like the kids want to be with their friend again they want june to be happy again and it's again played as this joke where they're like we need your help, June. And June's like, nope, not going to do it tomorrow. And like, and it's a joke, but it's supposed to be sad. And again, I think this is where it really shows that there's no director. Like, there's no clear tone to any scene. Like, scenes will jump between tones so quickly that it's very jarring. I, I, I think that's probably the clearest way that shows, like, there's no director. The tonal stuff. Okay. For me. And, like, I, I think it's just, like, they're trying to work the balance of sad with funny and, like, just not, like, I, I think that they're aiming for that and just, like, not not landing. Because- but, uh, yeah, but, I mean, like, I think with the director, they could do that. Like, there is a way to ride this line and do it right. I'm just saying, like, they just can't with this. Like, they, this is just, they have a script and they're reading off it and there's no real mm-hmm. anything done with it. I think another issue here that's uh, that's displayed in these early sequences is also like the character herself of June is I, I don't think there's much there for us to really work with. It, it reminded me afterwards of an article I read from Polygon that came out pretty recently with the title of Disney keeps using science as a substitute for young female personality. And it was talking about movies like A Wrinkle in Time, like Dumbo, like Beauty and the Beast, where like they, they add these things to the character of, hey, they're like interested in building building things and like the, oh i like science and experimenting but in, in while they do that they don't really add much in the way of emotion and initially that's all you have for her it's oh i like to build things and then we like switch to okay my mom's sick and then like the rest of the movie is back is just her learning to go from i'm depressed back to i like building and yeah. that's that's like, kind that's of it. all we know about her yeah her her journey is going from a, stere- a, a trope 
to a different trope back to another trope. Like, that's all her journey is. And then you also touched on something I forgot about. Like, there's also the sequence at the very beginning of the movie where her and her friends build a Phineas and Ferb-esque roller coaster in their backyard. <laughs> and that's, like, the craziest thing kind of in the entire movie. And it's never explained how these kids do it. Like, the scene before this, it's mentioned that they have to go to school tomorrow. But then they immediately wake up and do this. So either one... It's actually not tomorrow and they don't have school. Two, they forgot what they wrote in the script. Or three, this is all happening before school, which all three of these options, Alex, are absurd. Like, it's insane that they would do this. I can't believe this happened in it, like a full movie like that, that appeared in theaters. Like, this scene makes no sense. And then it's, at the end of it, June pretty much almost dies. And the mom just goes, lol, that was pretty cool. Like, let's keep making the bark. Like, that, that's the actual next part. The mom is like, yeah, that was, yeah, it was pretty cool that you almost died on that giant roller coaster you well, made. Well, uh, it's not quite that. It's more of the, hey, don't kill yourself, but don't stop being imaginative either. Like, just because you almost died, like, keep dreaming, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the tone was, again, the tone wasn't quite right because it yeah. came off as like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and like they, they they do the whole like her almost running into a truck coming at him yep. like head on, and the brakes aren't working, and there's like a very quick frame of her getting pulled off. But uh, yeah, it was almost Jimmy Neutron esque. Yeah, well, I think Phineas and Ferb, you 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 hit it pretty well. With that. Well, I I know it's like Phineas and Ferb esque, but I mean like the way, but but like Jimmy Neutron, all the stuff like fails. Like that's more what this is. Like the stuff failed at the end, and they were like stupid. But yeah. Anyways, it was, I don't know. This, the beginning of the movie is so, I don't know. Every, there's sections of this movie that feel like they're just like skits that somebody wrote and then they just kind of stitched them together into a movie. And like someone had this roller coaster idea and they just kind of put it in here. Right. Because it fit best here, even if it still didn't fit. Mm-hmm. And of the roller coaster, like just tr- trying to follow the, this this thread here, right? Of like her being sad that her mom yeah. is gone, and she like ends up in this park, and she realizes that all the stuff is real, uh, at least in the in that moment. Um, yeah. But but she uh, she eventually figures out that this darkness is caused by her her cynicism or depression or sadness. I, I think it's supposed to be depression. It's I supposed think. to be depression. Yeah, that, that's probably right, right. And <laughs> so, the, and then the, her for friend, her friends in the park who like she's initially trying to help abandoned her because they realize, oh, okay, so you don't care about us then <laughs> because you were depressed. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> they literally, they literally shame her for being depressed about her mom dying. And then they don't even realize they were wrong in that. They The reason they come back to her as friends is that she's competent at doing something. And yeah, that's it. It's like she's trying to fix the park and therefore like find her refind herself. But um, but they're only, they only care about the fact that she's being successful at saving the park. Like yeah, it's yeah. like this movie's message at this point in the movie like like 20 minutes before the climax is that if if you're like your friends will stick with you as long as you're a competent human being. And if you're depressed or sad or whatever, they will drop you at the, like, like they will drop you immediately, like mm-hmm. no matter what. And yeah. and that's kind of like, it, it, it's, 
it's horrible. But before we get into that, can we talk about the actual quote unquote characters that I, I, I wanted to save that for the end? Like what, what, because honestly, they're not important to this story. Okay. The okay. Movie, sure. Right. So, okay. Okay. Um, if you want to save it for the end, if you have something planned, I'm fine with that. Like, let's I, mean, I don't, but like also they don't fit in this, in this narrative at all. So like, I feel can, like they need to be their own separate can, thing. Can we talk about the chimpanzee zombies at some point though? Uh, well, oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll just like fit into this. Another part of it is that her depression is like breaking the park and yes. like trying to consume these uh, these uh, creatures, her old friends. So like another way that this is doing it is, oh, your depression is hurting people, man. And like you got to stop being depressed or else your friends die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's literally that. Like they're saying that depression, you need to be happy. Like, like some some movies do it really bad where they're like your depression like you just need to be happy like and that sucks like it's annoying but it's not like i don't think actively toxic but this movie is like you need to be happy because you're making everyone else unhappy like that's it and like that's an actively toxic idea to tell to kids like if you're unhappy you need to not be unhappy because everyone around you is going to get sad like that's not okay and right. i think i think that actively hurts kids because like just compare this to inside out where they're like sadness is part of living and that's yeah, fine like, it's okay <laughs> and yeah. it, it's internal <laughs> yeah you can't stop yourself from feeling sad but this movie's like no if you're sad you are wrong you got your family yeah um and i get that the 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 destruction is in the form of chimpanzee zombies which are initially just chimpanzee dolls but in the, it, they're corrupted by the darkness they become zombie dolls that just like overrun everything kind of like pests like locusts yeah. But they're also kind of like uh, it's a small world thing because they just keep chanting happy, 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 like the whole movie. And I'll give it to this. Like those things, like if that actually was chasing me in real life, like that would be legitimately terrifying. Just these like maybe like eight inch tall dolls like running around like in a horde screaming happy, happy in like high pitched tone. Like that's a pretty scary thing to envision. Isn't that a gag used in Disenchantment? Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Dude, like, this is not, like, an original idea. I'm not saying they did it, like, it was new, but they kind of did it okay. Yeah, because I, I guess just, like, the, it's, again, like, working to the extremes that this movie is is dealing with in terms of morality. Like, well, it's kind of terrible to be, like, happy, happy, happy all the time, but it's also terrible to be, like, really sad. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't even know if the chip hit zombies are supposed to mean anything, man. I mean, pro- probably not. But... <laughs> Um, but the, the, the climax of the movie, like after like June has proved is beginning to prove herself competent is that they have to rescue peanut, the chimp, the, the God chimpanzee that we briefly touched upon. He, he has been sucked up into the darkness. So she needs to go into the darkness too. And, uh, there's this whole sequence of her talking with peanut about how like, Hey, just because mom isn't here, but I'll always be here. And I'll be here to inspire you. At least that, that's what I got out of it. And, like, they literally yeah. slide out of the darkness. And they, they like, turn on the gears to make the darkness go away. And she's happy with herself because now she realizes she doesn't need to let herself be let um, pulled down by the sadness of her mother being away. And she can continue her life because mom would have liked it that way. Yeah. And now that she's not happy, think, or, or now that... Now that things are working, she's allowed to be happy, which is a horrible message too. That like you're allowed – like if things are working, you have to be happy. That's the other thing. 
Like, if things aren't working, you have to be sad. And if things are working, you have to be happy. Like, sometimes things are working out fine, and you're still sad. And that's just a thing. Yeah, it's it, it's it's literally with the turning of gears, you can, yeah. <laughs> you you, sw- you switch yourself on, you know, and it it, it definitely feels. Given that how they build it up to the darkness being this representation, and then just to have it have like literally a switch turned on to like turn like, it off is like so crazy. Like just that idea. Like if there was a switch in my brain to turn off depression, like where is that? Like where is that thing? Right. And and, and they try. Uh, they, I, uh, this will begin to shift us to the characters, but they try to make it feel earned with this like deep conversation between her and Peanut. But also, Peanut is a character that appeared at the very beginning of the movie. He appeared in the middle of the movie for like five minutes, and then at the end, so for like a minute, and that's right. it. Yeah, so like they they try to like make it feel like oh wow she's like really worked through this and all, but she's doing it with a character that doesn't exist. So yeah, it, it, it it's so weird. And then then like uh, she is able to go home, and hey, guess what? Her mom is cured after all, so we can all go back to normal. Isn't that great? Yeah. Um, I, I do want to briefly mention there is a Variety article that claims that in the er- early stages, the mom was supposed to stay dead. But that was considered that, too severe. But but that's how you make a movie. Like, that's a story. Like, th- yeah, it's severe, but that's real life. What they wrote now is that if you if you if you're sad, your mom will die. And if you're happy, your mom will come back to life. Uh, I mean, yeah, That's, it's, it's, I it's like, it's like, I'm so mad now, Alex. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, apparently, uh, a deadline Hollywood, uh, my apologies, I misattributed, but that, yeah, de- deadline wrote that uh, there, that was initially going to be the, the way it was going to go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a spice that you can't like go back from. Like you're really gonna play the whole oh she's sick and all. Like that's gonna be like the linchpin of your movie. But then just like erase it at the end. It's like uh, it it makes it feel so inconsequential. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. So I I guess we can begin getting into the other characters in this movie. Um, I I. We've already talked about June and uh, and the the parents. Uh, Jennifer Garner is June's mom. Matthew Broderick, he has a voice. Um, but the, <laughs> the animals. He's the dad. Yeah, he's the dad. But the the, the animals, right? So first, well, of let's, all, let's let if we're gonna mention all the voice actresses, voice actors, let's at least say that Brianna Densky did voice June. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, but I want to point out that I'm seeing this now. I'm seeing this on Wikipedia. Her uh-huh. first name is apparently Cameron. Uh, sure. Um, that might that have been like said? on a report card somewhere. <laughs> I, I they only call her Jude in the movie, as far as I remember. I don't think they ever said Cameron. Also, I want to point out the only description for her is an optimistic, imaginative girl. I mean, that's basically what it is. that she's only optimistic in like the first third of the movie and the last third of the movie. But yeah. Sure. Uh, so, uh, also, I, did, uh, I didn't know where I was going to fit this, but I might as well fit this here. Uh, she did an interview with Yay OMG. Who are some of your acting inspirations? I'm inspired by Mila Kunis, Sandra Bullock, and Selena Gomez. All three of them are strong women who always play such strong characters. 
So, Can we talk, talk about Mila Kunitz's strong character in this movie? Sure. So she, oh yeah, she's in this movie, right? Really. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> uh, she plays Greta, a oh, wild well, okay. boar. I don't want to okay, be clear. I don't. Uh, Brianna Densky Amasubi is a young girl. Like I don't want to make fun of her. She, yeah, she's yeah. not. She's not wrong here. I just uh, think Mila Kunitz did not have a good role in this movie. Like she, it's not funny what Brianna. Brianna said it's funny just that Lakutis did not have a great role in this specific movie and like the thing is she's being put here as the quote strong female character of of the of the the crew of the animal crew but she's not doing anything besides like she she like it's she is the one who is initially cautious of accepting June, and then later, like, she's the one who's giving instructions to people. And at the very end, it's like, oh, you were the glue all along, and, and that's her arc. I, but, like, it does, it's, the, sh- the movie doesn't make clear that that's, that she's having an arc until it's over. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't, I personally didn't think there was an arc happening until the movie's like yeah you're having an arc and i'm like uh okay well here's a, just a more general thing like the trailers focus very much on the the park scenes right there's yeah. there's no mention of like the sickness or the like even like her parents are really not in that at all so like it's just focusing on the animal stuff but then when you get to the movie the animals are only in here for like half the movie, and that's and it's it's not necessarily a long movie either. It's like the, with like five different animal characters, even if you like combine the two um the two beavers as like one character, but like even four, like there's not enough. To, like, yeah, there's to, like, not give enough four characters. Anything. Ugh. It's. Um, I I don't know. It just it just doesn't seem possible that there's this many characters and none of them have depth. Right. Uh, the 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 Mila Kunis's love interest is a porcupine named Steve, who is voiced by John Oliver, who I think is doing the best work here as much as he can with the lines that he's given. Yeah, none of the voice actors are really bad. They're just not given any lines. Like I don't think the I don't think the actors are to blame for any of these like characters. Like I think they're all they give. Uh... Do you think so? Like which. I mean, well, well, I'm, I guess we'll get to him, but uh, oh, I, 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 I think I know which one you're thinking of, like most of them. But I mean, like, yeah. like Mila Kunis, like the problem with her character isn't Mila Kunis. It's the fact that Greta has no arc. But John there, Oliver there's is like put, no twist being given to the character. I no, like she's just talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and that's a thing with the script, not with Mila Kunis. But yeah, but, but, but like jo- but John, John Oliver, Oliver yeah. he, like his character is given the whole like manic vibe and John Oliver works for that. Like he, he's yeah. good with, with delivering those kind of lines. So I think we joked he's like this is his prep for being Zazu in Lion King, right? Like it's, it, that's pretty much the character he can do. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's all he can and it, it like it, that's what it is. It's like this silly animal that kind of is inept at what he's doing, but he's there to like yell and be silly the whole time in a very Zazu way. Yeah, and he he fits the tone of this movie just yeah. Fine. He's it, it almost feels like he's the only character that's actually in this movie. Like like the rest of them are like in a different movie, but they don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. what it almost feels like sometimes. We we got the beavers, um, Kenan Thompson and Ken Jeong. Are they beavers? I I mean the Wikipedia says they're beavers. I thought they were woodchucks because they never saw the tail. Hmm. 
I mean, they, all I know is that they do eat wood in that one scene where they're like yes. chewing into a roller coaster. So they're, they're that some is... kind of animal like that. I guess all that matters is they're supposed to be the silly du- brother duo. Right. And like when I was when my head, I was like, this is like the the two the the two um, ferrets in Ice Age, yes. in the Ice Age sequels, but worse somehow. Yes, because like, at, per- at least the ferrets have like personality. There's no personality in these beavers. No, the only personality is that they're they talk fast and they're brothers. And I'm looking on the Wikipedia article right now, and apparently they're voiced by different people in, in the Australian version and the UK version for some reason. Yeah, that's beginning to happen. I think Zootopia also has different voices for the British version, but uh, yeah, uh, so. that just feels weird. I don't know why. It just yeah. is strange. Well, actually, moving on to Blue Bear, uh, Boomer. Oh God! Um, in, no. in the UK version, he's voiced by Tom Baker, an old Doctor Who guy. So that was pretty, is, pretty cool. <laughs> is is this the worst character in the movie? Yes, yes. Okay, and this is I the worst make perform- sure. And this is the worst performance of the movie too, because like I feel like he's supposed to be like the you know the 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 strong but like soft kind one, but like I don't get any of that from him. Like it, 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 all the deliveries feel so flat, and like he feels like he should be important. Yeah, it. it he has one gag, and that's it. It's just that he falls asleep, and I'm just. It's not funny the first time, and it's not funny the tenth time, uh-huh. and it just keeps going. Also, I think they set up at the beginning that he's kind of like a wor- a worry wart. Like he's like, oh, that's too dangerous. So. But, but they're but like all that disappe- worry warts. Well, the, the, one, they're all worry warts. But two, that disappears for almost the entire movie. It's there at the beginning, and then we sk- all the way at the end of the roller coaster scene is like him like being like, whoa, what's going on? Like, but that's in the also- middle. He's doing nothing. <laughs> but I mean, the roller coaster scene is a point where like I think it's pretty acceptable to be worried. Well, true, but because the, the the movie should put him in more situations where he's allowed to be worried if they're setting that up at the beginning as part of his character. I know. Um, uh. Also, an interesting production note. Uh, this is voiced by Ken Hudson Campbell. It was originally to be voiced by Jeffrey Tambor, but for some reason that didn't end up happening. Who knows? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Many interesting <laughs> um, stuff happening in the early production of this in our uh, climate today. Yeah. Uh, and uh, finally, we have Chimpanzee uh, Peanuts. Uh, I, I think we've already talked a little bit about him. He's like a got. He's pretty much the middleman god of this universe, but he disappears once he no longer has inspiration in the form of his mom. He hides away in Zero G land, and oh uh, he has god. to be lured out and. Eventually, once June convinces him, hey, I can be your inspiration, then he's, like, back to normal. I I don't know what... Yeah, sure. Like, I, I think we said all we had to say about this part, but yeah, yeah. sure, man. Uh, I... I, I... I think he's closest to working when when we have that scene of him like in the cabin and he's kind of a recluse and he's like I, I I'm the one who failed like I should have done something and I didn't do it and like but then like June kind of ruins like no wait I was the uh, it's my fault and <laughs> it's like taking all the onus off off peanuts so I yeah. like peanuts not a character in this movie he specifically has his agency taken away from him over and over again. Yeah, like he literally he literally has a line. I'm just the middleman. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. 
and yet and yet at the end that that climactic scene is like being delivered to that kind of good character the one that like it's like hey i am your new god <laughs> uh i don't it. know i don't know i there's just so much wrong um Let's see. Is there anything major we haven't touched upon? I mean, we've we've mentioned the the roller coaster scene, but like I just want to mention like that part of the movie is like kind of another part where like it feels so disjointed because you you have the run up of 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 her losing peanuts in in the fire, like her, her admitting that she's the one incompetent. I mean, she's the one who's uh who who's made the park incompetent because of her sadness, and then like she begins building. It's like, hey, like you're finding yourself, and then we skip to the like the whole roller coaster rebuilding scene, and like the bear but like, going backwards, and like the, the, it's like a ten minute detour from the story we were we were like close to finishing up. And it's not even that; it's like it doesn't just change tone and location and direction of what's happening, like the actual action. It changes the entire like color palette of the scene. So like we're in this scene where like it's like it's supposed to be dramatic and there's like these dark the darkness is covering the entire area and there's these reds and dark purples and a couple of like lights in the distance lighting up things in interesting shadows and then we immediately jump cut to the top of a roller coaster with like a clear blue sky and it's just so jarring it's insane and, and like I, I still marvel at like that. That's the part they use for the trailers mostly, like that whole roller coaster scene. And like that's the that's the scene that has least yeah. to do with the rest of the movie. It is like and that. That's the part that feels most like what if Roller Coaster Tycoon was a movie? It, it, I, it, it, and, and okay, I know we haven't talked about yet. Speaking of that, uh-huh. the guests just magically appear at this yes. part. Yes, <laughs> like. Can, there they are sims. They're sims. They're not real. Like, they hit the button to turn on the park, and when they turn on the park, thousands of guests appear. And so, just, like... It, okay, there's two options here. One, these are just fake people, which I think is more likely. These are just fake people in a fake park. Mm-hmm. Or two, this is a real park in an imaginary place that's re- that's magically teleporting people there, and that would be terrifying. <laughs> What? Are you afraid of a little teleportation? I'm afraid of the teleportation to a place with talking animals, yes. Wow. You gotta open up your horizons there. Oh my god. Uh, Also, but by the way, like, a a weird part of this is that initially June tries to run away from this park, she gets to the exit, and then she she magically gets put back in it. Which is never (laughs) expounded upon, is it? Not really. I, I think that the idea is no. You're only allowed to leave once this park is fixed. But like, yeah, but that's never that? stated. That's never uh, stated. It no, like no, no. You're just supposed to guess that. Like, I think so. And, and that and I the way I read it was that like you're not allowed to take the rides out of the park. You know what I mean? Like she tried oh. to take that. Oh yeah, but, because she was but, doing it on a flying fish. Yeah, but here's go. the thing: we don't know, and it doesn't matter. No, the, the the movie is literally saying no. You gotta stay here to finish the movie. You can't just leave the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, that's what it probably is. I think you're right. They're just not letting you leave. 
Oh, um, but also, another point to like, it, are they real people? Is that I think we noticed that at the very beginning, there's a, specifically a, a one woman who is very excited at the monkey. She is like making very loud screaming noises, and uh, I'm just saying, like, it's 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 a little weird how excited everybody is for things happening in this movie. Yeah, um, and like, it's really weird. It's 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 really weird. I like I don't know what else to say, yeah. Alex. It's and really it's, weird. Well, and and there's a parallel because at the very at the very very end of the movie, like June is, is like, "Hey, I'm back to normal. Let's build the park again." And like all these kids from the neighborhood show up, and they're like so excited for her part. And she's doing the thing where she's whispering into the plush monkey's ear, and everybody is buying in, and they're like, "Yeah, do it!" Like, yeah. Ask but for the she's thing. the only one that knows it's real exactly it's like how do all these how have all these kids bought in and how does nobody think it's weird <laughs> this girl has has converged everybody to watch her talking to a stuffed animal's ear because nothing happens next to her like nothing happens in the real world no it's oh a, my god like all the characters that are not made characters Kid. exist only to like oh be God. hyped for things happening in the movie. Even the, like even June's best friend, like he only exists to like let June do her things. Yeah, it's it's really. Uh, I don't he gets, know. He gets manipulated several times through like promises of uh, blow, blown kisses, and you know that's good enough for him. I guess. I guess. Uh, so, uh, this movie is... Something. It's barely a movie. And so after we watched it, I learned that this is a pilot for a TV show. Uh, yes, Nick- Nickelodeon, immediately after... Uh, almost immediately after it was, like, announced that the movie, like, was, was getting wide release, uh, Nickelodeon ordered a series for Wonder Park, yes. Um, why? Why is this the show that they're putting their eggs in? Like, like, why is this the basket they're putting their eggs in? Well, I mean, Nickelodeon has done shows on t- on on movies before. Like, I think Back at the Barnyard was originally a movie and it turned into a show. Kung Fu Pandas had like two TV shows already. But like, so Kung like Fu that, that's Panda just was their a good movie. Sure, sure. So like, I I, I get you in terms of quality, but I'm just saying like the strategy is one they're like, well, we've done it before, it'll work again. I. <laughs> And honestly, like this is a this is a, a, an environment where you could totally do an episodic show where nothing matters. It's just eleven minutes of hijinks. We uh, complete our day, and then we wait till next week for the next hot but, bunch of hijinks. But as a, as, there's no way to stretch a sixty minute narrative out of this, which is why I feel like there's like two different stories going. Well, on there's here. nine. There's a ninety minute. Well, n- ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, less than ninety minutes. It's an hour and twenty six minutes. Yeah. God, that's. Can we also talk about the fact that in the credits, like they kind of ran out of animation budget, and like the animation in the credit scenes were like less than like they were really like choppy on like it was really strange. Yeah, yeah, especially after like stuff like Spider Verse and Lego Movie Two, like they put so much effort into their credits, and then you get okay, you get an end credits like this. Uh, okay, Alex, you're not allowed to scroll up on the Wikipedia article. Nickelodeon has made two other animated movies. What are they? Well, I know Rango. I know Rango because they did that. 
No, no, no. That, that no, no. Sorry, no, no. Alex, specifically Nickelodeon movies. This is a specific studio. Uh, okay. Uh, I get. Was that? Oh, I guess because that was distributed by Nickelodeon, but Industrial Light and Magic. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. So I, I'm gonna guess the first SpongeBob movie. Nope. No. Okay. Um, I'll give you one because this one's really obvious. Okay. Jimmy Neutron. They made Jimmy oh, Neutron. Okay, sure, sure. I didn't uh, realize they were, that, they were doing it that far back, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so weird. And they made uh, one more movie after that called Barnyard, which was also a flop. Well, that's what I mentioned. They, they, they turned that into Back at the Barnyard, which is oh, the show. Oh, and yeah. that, that, like, I think that lasted a bunch of seasons. <laughs> I think go. you're right, but the actual movie flopped really badly. Uh-huh. So oh, I no, actually, no, no, no. It didn't flop. I apologize. It Almost doubled its production budget. Okay. Uh, so, I don't think this movie is doing that because I've every time I talk about this movie with people, they don't know it exists. Well, like it's already almost out of theaters. It's only been out for like three weeks, I think. It has grossed. It has almost broke even. Yeah, it, according to Bots Office Mojo, it has earned domestically uh, 42, uh, 42 million. Uh, the th- third best animated movie of the year behind the, the How to Train Your Dragon 3 and the Lego Movie 2. So, you know. So, some, somehow more money than Broly. You know, Bro- Broly should have made more money. Dude, I, I, I still can't believe I got you to love that movie. <laughs> like, I, I got you to watch it and you like Man, liked... that, that movie was way more imaginative than this. So, like, this, is, <laughs> this, should be, this should be the most imaginative movie ever. And yet, somehow, like, an, uh, like a giant fighting anime thing beats They just punched each other and there's more interesting stuff happening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's really uh, sad. Uh, so, I think that's... All you think that's I, it? You think we don't need to say anything else about this movie? I mean, I think I think I've run out. <laughs> uh, I think I've run out too. I'm running through like the synopsis here, seeing if we missed anything. Because there was so much that happened where like uh, nothing mattered. Oh, speaking of nothing mattering, uh, her friend had a had like a crush on her, and that never paid off or mattered in any way. Well, well, well the the Indian kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he gets he it it only serves to manipulate him into yeah. doing June's plans, right? So, which like I'm fine, like not having like a straight relationship happen. Like it's fine. They're like twelve, you know, or like younger. Their ages are never stated, by the way. Sure. But like it's like if you're gonna write it into the movie, it makes no sense to not have a payoff of some kind. Um, I, I have here briefly that when this uh, when this was uh, screened at Annecy uh, the film festival, or at least parts of it were, um, apparently the sequence where June surfs down a fireworks waterfall roller coaster was applauded by spectators. Um, I just want to say that scene was especially confusing to me because I think that that it, it's meant to be like an impressive animation sequence, but honestly, I just got lost at what was happening. Like, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're going to make a seed with a bunch of – here's the thing. I think it's impressively animated. The problem is it's not interestingly animated. It's a very impressive thing to have all these points of light going by. But like compare this to Coco where it's very colorful and like yeah. there's all these lights all over the place. This was just a bunch of lights bundled together flowing in, in the same direction in the same thing. And it was clearly hard to do. But when they when, – but the camera was zoomed in super close. So all we saw was the lights of these fireworks that were all exactly the same color. And so it just wasn't interesting in any way. 
Yeah, like I, I, I can, I can understand that. Like, it feels like a scene that would probably be difficult to do. But it's like I, I should be more impressed by this than I am. But like, why do I feel just lost? <laughs> because the, the camera, because that's that's yeah. what I'm saying about the director thing. Like, the camera is all over the place in this movie. Like, we haven't talked about that. Like, but there are these crazy wide shots for no reason, and then the rest of the movie, it's crazy close-ups, and there's nothing else really in between. Like, there's no like shots of like groups of characters walking around together it's like we're either like close up on june's face or what or what she's holding or close up on greta's face or like wide shot of the entire park and like that's pretty much it like oh, oh my god you just reminded me because speaking of zoom-ins like the 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 i i guess we didn't really mention this but like she uh, she in order to fit the park you need to like turn the gears a yes. certain way oh and yes, the yes, way yes, it yes. happens is because we keep zooming in on this little piece of the blueprint that she has with her with her name drawn on, uh, written on it by her mom and then the climax is oh i'm supposed to turn them in the way that my mom wrote my name <laughs> it's like wow oh and then they spelled it out for us the audience like write a j then a U, yeah. then an N, then an E. And again, her name's not Jude. Her name's Cameron, apparently. <laughs> apparently, well, according to Wikipedia, which we know is a an infallible source. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like literally, literally spelling it out. There's like so many growing moments, man, in this movie. I, I'm like, there's so much stuff we probably forgot because the movie forgets about the things too. Because, like, things are brought up and then just never touched on again. And so, like, I'm sure listeners going to be like, why did you talk about this? Well, well, I mean, are they really? Because I think we covered the meaningful parts of it, which is very little. Yes. But it, I, I'm just saying, listeners, if you're asking us why we missed something, it's because we probably forgot because it didn't matter. We touched on everything that, quote, unquote, mattered for the plot, I think. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna. Add, I was gonna try ending on a positive note. Like, what was your favorite joke or part of the movie? But were there any jokes in the movie? Well, I mean, they tried. They really tried. But was okay. Was there a single joke you laughed at? Not ironically. I'm trying to remember. That's kind of the thing. I I feel like there was one, but it, it was, was probably, probably a John, John Oliver, Oliver line. But like, I can't remember like, for sure. Here's the thing: John Oliver was kind of funny. But, like, not in, like, a, whoa, slapstick, that was really funny, John. It was more just, like, his character is kind of silly, I guess. And I get why he's silly. Yeah, and he works. it's like the delivery. Like, he, he's trying to make... I, I, I respect that he's trying to make it work as much as he can. Like, like, he he made that character funny from a script that was not funny. Like, yeah. But that doesn't mean I laughed at anything he said. I think there's a part where, like, he's drinking tea... And no, no. no. <laughs> oh my! I think there's like uh, I no 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 I don't I can't even think of it no. Yeah. So yeah, um, um, music. I think we already mentioned the montages, but oh no no we didn't mention the second montage. There were two montages, and there were songs the that like one. there was one when she was using the big robot. Oh, is that the one where it's the song is literally just wonder? Like, <laughs> yeah, they keep singing "You're the Wonder in Your Heart" or whatever, yeah, or something yeah. like that. And I, it's I looked this up. This is sung by Rachel Pladden. She's the one who did oh, that fight song, song. No, I know that her. Was around for forever. Yep, yep. Yeah, that that song was annoying as hell. So then this this song is also pretty annoying. Oh my god! Did, uh, and then there was Grace. Oh, and then I guess Grace Vanderwall sung the song at the beginning of the movie. 
the the one that like starts happy and then like as she's getting sick it yep. gets sad okay yep yep oh my god i'm honestly I, le- less music than i think a movie of this would usually have like i feel like there'd be but more like the two numbers. songs they use are so emphasized it's insane yes yes because because like you're not it's not clear from the, what we're saying like when you, when i think song montage in a movie i think maybe like 30 to 40 40 seconds maybe a minute tops these were like five minute sequences each <laughs> I think that's an exaggeration, but like the first yeah. one, the first one was five minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. The first one is like it, it. The half the song plays, it gets quiet for a little bit as if like there's some conversation, but then it kicks back up. Like you think <laughs> so, it's over, and it comes back in. Yeah, so like that, 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 that's the worst. Where like you think you're done with the montage, but then it just like keeps rolling on afterwards. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like it's very similar to the like the montage from uh, Frozen, where like the parents die in the middle. Uh-huh. And the song picks up again, but the thing is, that song was good, and it wasn't <laughs> five minutes long. That, that's the key. It was good. Well, also, actually, I'm not. I'm not going to say the song wasn't good in this movie because I just didn't care about the song in this movie. I didn't actually really listen to it because it was so. Well, I, I think also like, it's a problem when the movie is when the songs are written so closely to the movie that it feels like it's just hammering in the yeah. feeling that you're supposed to be getting there. It's like, wow, this girl is finding herself. She is finding the wonder in herself because that's been the whole yeah. movie. It's like, hey, find the wonder in yourself. We just keep repeating that over like, and over. And now there's a song to tell you that. I, I think here's what I want to say. Because I think what we've been talking about, it's like, this movie's not good. But I don't think anybody involved in this movie is bad. I just think that mm. nobody took the reins to make any of it good. Like, I don't think Rachel Platt and Grace Vanderwall were bad for these songs. <laughs> Like, this movie was just bad. It's not their fault. Like, it's same for the actors. Like, I, except for maybe the bear. Like, we talked about that. Like, I don't know what was going on with the bear. But, like, this movie, it, like, I, I really think most of this is direction. Like, there's nothing here to, like, help these actors be good. There's nothing here to tell, like, like, to, to tell someone, like, hey, maybe this five minute montage scene should be shorter. Maybe like that's what you really need in a thing like this. Like you need someone to go in and be like, yeah, we don't need this in this movie. And, but I don't think anyone specifically involved was kind of at fault. Like really the only bad decision made consciously was not hiring another director. I think. Well, I mean, if we're to believe the report that most of this was already done by the time he got fired, like, I don't think that that would have helped at that point. Okay. If this is, if this was actually all truly almost done when he was fired, like, and it wasn't yeah. just a PR thing. Yeah. What happened? How did this get this bad? Cause that's even worse than I'm thinking. Right. And like that, that's why my take is that I think that this is just done from very weak, from a very weak idea. Like, but I don't even think it's a weak idea though. Cause I think there's something here. Cause like, well, that there is, but they didn't flesh it out enough yeah. to get there. Like it, it's, it's going from a weak foundation because they didn't yeah. put enough efforts into like making it a meaningful story. It's just like, okay, well let's think that there's like a sad girl and she finds herself in her imaginary world. Ta-da. But, but like, I feel like there's, there, there needs to be more. <laughs> I know, no, there does. But I think like from that foundation, you could have made in at least fun movie and a movie with at least a message better than the one that was given but they didn't do that they 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 chose 
like not even this. I don't want to say safest because like it wasn't even a safe movie. Clearly, it no, was. Like, for for example, like the decision that now that we know, like the the, the allegation that the mom was supposed to stay dead, but then they like go back on that. And it's yeah, like, no, we'll bring her back. Like that's the definition of being as safe as possible. Yeah, like here's the thing though, because like the what do you want to say? Like the first part of the movie before the park was like twenty minutes long, maybe or maybe even thirty. About yeah, let's say thirty. Okay, so for like 15 minutes of that, we have this beginning sequence with the roller coaster and the mom alive, and then the mom dies. And then we have 15 straight minutes outside of the park where the mom is not even mentioned. Like, clearly, like, it has an effect on the girl, but the mom isn't mentioned, the hospital isn't mentioned, everyone's treating it like, like, she's going through grief, and, like, it's clear to the audience that the mom is dead. It's just never stated, because this is, like, a G-rated movie, and they don't want to, like, say the mom's dead but they use the correct signals to tell the audience hey her mom's dead and that sucks but then we get to the end of the movie and ta-da she's alive because you cured your own depression like it it's insane like it's not just safe it's completely absurd and nonsensical yeah yeah so i don't know man. i I, I don't know if we need to talk about this more yeah i i think we, we have summed up our thoughts this is a movie that uh, epitomizes uh, dangerous messages that are sometimes sent to the youth, especially in the in a time when they need, um, you know, they they need healthy support in how to deal with their feelings, and this is not it. This is not it. Watch Inside Out instead. Sure, yeah, there there are many Pixar movies. Uh, heck, Finding Nemo, the b- movie that Dylan Brown worked on, is probably a, be- a much better dealing of grief. <laughs> than this. Yeah. With the dead mom that actually stays dead. Yeah, like and that's the beginning of the movie too. Oh my god. Um, okay, so um, we we talk about other we better things stuff, better stuff, and you can look that up at overlyanimated dot com. You can always join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about uh, this movie. If for some reason or any animated topic, you can do that at overlyanimated dot com slash Discord. Uh, you can support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash animated. Thanks to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Ryan, a.k.a. Brian. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, and Hugh. Um, more recently, um, we've been covering things like uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, Miraculous Ladybug. Um, we have the D and well, D podcast. We have a couple yeah, of those we- out now. Yeah, if you if you watch Ruby, we have some Dungeon and Dragons uh, being done. So yeah, there's a, a, a we try to cover a wide variety of animation here at Overly Animated. Um, films coming up soon. Recently, we we have we um you can probably dig in our archives for Spider Verse. We've talked Lego Movie two. Uh, upcoming, um, there'll be stuff like Missing Link coming up. So uh, keep keep up with our animated movies feed as we will uh, we try to cover the big ones. Uh, do you think this will get an Oscar nomination, Andy? I hope not, but Boss Baby did. Yeah, that's kind of the, always the caveat, right? It's like, well, I don't think this one will. Okay, but Boss Baby I, did. So. Okay, okay. I'll be honest. I've not watched Boss Baby. Is this better than Boss Baby or worse? Ah, oof, that's tough. I think I think that Boss Baby is better on the comedic side, but like this this movie is aiming to do more emotional things. Like the boss baby is devoid of any emotional <laughs> But 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 is it worse to try to be emotional and fail so as bad as it does here or to just try or to know you're not you shouldn't be emotional and just not try? Like is that worse? 
That, that's an interesting philosophical question, Andy. Uh, let's, let's not get into probably, it. Let's just end the we'll, podcast. We'll probably discuss that on a future podcast. Yes. But until, until then, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. Have a splendiferous day. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> we had a whole podcast without saying splendiferous. I even I forgot that that's what they, they were that they said. Oh my god. Uh... I can't believe we talked that long about this movie.